Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Hi, welcome back. Catholic Stuff You Should Know, Father Michael O'Loughlin, Glory to Jesus Christ. I am still at the uh, Los Angeles Religious Ed Congress here in Anaheim, California, and uh, ran into a uh, buddy of mine from last year, if you remember Brett Kirby, they also call him Joey from Homeboy Industries. He came by the booth earlier and I snagged him uh, wanting an update on his life. Um, one of the more popular podcasts we've done was yours last time. A lot of people very moved. A lot of people already know about Homeboy Industries, um, but to have somebody that, that, that lived that life and has, has come out of it was, uh, was really hopeful for a lot of people to hear. So how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing Good. really great. Good. Feeling blessed. Good. So I, I have very little questions for you. We already talked about Homeboy Industries last time. Um, if you want to give a quick, maybe 30 seconds summary about what Homeboy is for those who haven't heard and who founded it, and then, uh, and then I'll just continue asking you questions about your story. Okay. Uh, Father Greg Boyle founded uh, Homeboy Industries in uh, 1988, and they helped formerly men and women who have been incarcerated um, and are gang-involved or, or drug-involved and uh, help them redirect their lives into the community and, and uh, become better members of society. Yeah, so they provide classes, uh, domestic violence, substance abuse, uh, educational services, um, connections to housing, sober livings, and uh, anything to change your life, they, they got it. And I forget, share with us again how you found out about them. What were you doing and how did you hear about them? Well, I was in rehab and I, I had just relapsed off of meth and um, I was a 15-year meth user. And uh, how old are you now? Uh, I'm 31. So 15 years. When did you start using meth? Uh, 15. Oh, oh no, goodness. nine. Nine yeah, years old. Nine years old. Man, that's a, that's a lot to get out of if you've been doing it for that long. Yeah. But yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. And uh, so with that, I, I went to rehab. I had found recovery, and I and I was sober for two years. I didn't know what recovery was, and so when I had relapsed, I relapsed for a year and went to uh, went to a, a rehab, and. When I got out of rehab, um, I was dating someone, and they were going to Homeboy Industries, and I started asking questions about Homeboy Industries, what do they have, what do they have to provide, and they told me, you know, well, they have services to get your kids back, you know, parenting and, and everything else, and my children were in the system, and um, they, were, they were on borderline of being adopted, and so I was like, yeah, let me utilize the services that they have here, and let me do what I got to do, and, and see, see what happens. And with that, I'm soul-searching, and, and I'm doing uh, spiritual meditation and prayers in the process and struggling um, with recovering from meth. And so um, with all that um, summed up in one, you know, I, I started completing classes and doing what I had to do. And now I got my daughters back. I got their brother out the system as well. Um, I started from the rehab to her mom's uh, living room to a motel to an emergency family shelter and then now I'm staying in a three-bedroom apartment, bottom floor, oh and it's, it's real nice. How, how much of this has changed since last year, since we interviewed you last uh, year? Greatly. I've gotten my license. I've, re, I've remained sober. i got a, a, a year year and four months. And um, you're seeing I've gotten an apartment. I've stayed off parole. Um, I haven't gone back to jail. This is as long as I've ever been out of jail. Oh four years. Four years. Yeah. And, uh, and um, I'm just getting blessings on top of blessings and now I'm a substance abuse assistant in homeboy industries I'm not just um, a trainee that's you know beginning through the process they saw my talent and they 
pick me up on it and said, what do you want to pursue? And I said, a drug and alcohol counselor. They go, well, we think we have a position for you. Come on. Okay. You know, and so that's what I'm pursuing, man. And uh, I'm grateful, very grateful. Amen. How, how many of the people that, that lead those programs are former users, abusers, gangsters themselves? About 98%. Really? Yeah, yeah about that 98%. That is awesome. Yeah, uh, I mean, should be. yeah, I, I would say that, I would say the trainees run Homeboy Industries. Yeah. You know, we all do it together and uh, we help one another and, and we don't look down upon anyone. And if you're broken, that's the right place to go to. Yeah. You know? Do you have a success story from your own experience of somebody else that you could share with us? Hmm. I know I know you can't share much, of course, confidentiality and stuff like that, but right. just any, any beautiful, inspiring stories that you've seen. I could say that I, I know this one champ. Uh, he's going to college and... Uh, I think he's already got his bachelor's. Now he's going for his master's. And um, he was heavily gang involved. Domestic violence. Didn't know how to treat women. Didn't know how to stay out of jail. Didn't know how not to use. Um, Didn't know how to leave outside the door without a gun. And today, he's a complete changed man. Um, Going to college, like I said, I believe he's going for his master's. Um, I think he's mastering in sociology. Um, it could be other things, you know. He, he's so big with vocabulary words around me that that <laughs> I don't even know. You know, we play pull on messenger, but uh, that's awesome. you know, and he always wins. <laughs> and uh, but um, that's a success story that I see is that he grew up in a broken home and um, no father. Oh, he had a father, but he wasn't really around. And the cycle just continued, continued. You know, gangs, drugs, institutions, and. Um, Homeboy Industries provided help for him that no one else could provide him with that. That was the experience of, I've been there, I've done that, let me show you a different path if you're, will, if you're ready to change, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, you, you mentioned one thing I'd like to go deeper into. How does an uh, organization like Homeboy Industries, um, you mentioned how to treat women. Like, I wouldn't even know where to begin to have some sort of um, way of, of educating or, or teaching young men how to treat women how does homeboy industries go about doing that well they have uh, domestic violence classes and I want to say it, it, it pertains just to women but usually the classes are for men and women who have domestic violence in their relationship yeah. or they've grown up seeing that um, I sure don't have the qualifications to teach anyone or provide any services like that but from my own um From my own experience, um, Homeboy Industries teach us how to be brother and sister to each other and how to be united rather than to get into relationships and be jumping from one person to another or getting into unhealthy relationships. They teach us how to build a relationship, build that foundation, have that cornerstone and having brothers and sisters and working together and and helping the community, you know, and... and, um, and just uh, socializing, communicating, I would say, you know, and working together, unity, kinship, you know, because you have enemies working side by side, men or women, and um, they're right there getting along, not calling each other names, respecting each other, helping each other, um, seeing the similarities rather than the differences, you know. So you watch it being done well. I, I, yeah, I watch it blossom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you, if you watch it within the community, you watch other people say here here's here's how i'm watching the way that this man treats the women in his life and, and i want to have that same experience I, I want i want the women to be able to respond 
in the way that they will if, if they are not treated horribly. And I want the men to be able to be confident enough and, and masculine enough and, and real enough and, and, and be helped by the woman enough to say, here's how I can also treat them and help us grow together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because there was a time in my life where who I was with, I wanted to be that man, that provider, that, that person who could take care of his family. But I didn't know how. Yeah. And to see somebody um, turn around and, and switch from being on drugs and running in the streets and, and, and living the gang life and being in and out of jails and not, not even knowing how to have a relationship with another person and turn it all the way around and be able to care for, protect, and, and provide for a significant other, yeah. you know, and, and, and to have morals, principles, and respect is very uh, gratifying to see that a place like Homeboy Industries can teach someone how to get to know themselves break it all down and then build it all back up yeah. and give back what to them, what there was freely given to them, you know, given to someone else. That's interesting. I've heard that before, that that until we have responsibility for the life and the soul of another person, we really don't know what it means to be human. I mean, we, we, we can be isolated and selfish on our own and, and trying to take care of ourselves. I think that's how people who are in rehab or detox, like, they need to focus on themselves for a while. But you're, you're really not living as a, as a human being is meant to live until you are actually responsible. Somebody is dependent upon you, not for their life, for their soul, everything. And that's, I imagine, a huge point of maturity. Yeah, definitely. I knew nothing about that. And the, er, everything that I've obtained so far since the last time I've seen you it's the first time ever that I ever had the responsibility to pay rent, to pay my cable bill, to pay my, pay my lights, to get my children up for school, to make sure that they eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, to make sure that they go to bed, they take showers, yeah. and that they're happy, they're safe, and, and, and they're comfortable, and they feel loved in their own home. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, and actually sticking through the bottoms and the, and the highs. Um, I never was around like that, and, I, and I'm going through bumps along the road but those bumps are are are, i get to do those things today not that i have to do those things today and i want to do those things today so it's like it's awesome you know and i just how i keep how i keep my momentum is with my recovery with my friends and family my circle um my spiritual practices that i do in the morning my prayer meditation Mm -hmm. and i get up at 4 30 just to stay my start my day um cool and smooth and and, you're, you're um, better if, man than me. <laughs> hey, man, I mean, uh, at first I was like, how am I going to do this? I, like, I want to do it. I'm just going to do it even if I don't feel like doing yeah, it. Yeah. And now I'm finding that peace of mind, and, I'm, and I've been looking for it. So now I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to yeah. keep this because yeah. I, I have to or else, you know. Yeah. That's beautiful. I, I've always found, you know, a lot of people I've heard say that 4 a.m. Is, is kind of the time when, when the most successful people get up at 4 and I try to tell myself that at 3.50 in the morning. I'm like, oh, I'll be, I'll be halfway successful at 6.30 and be just fine, you know. <laughs> but, but there's something about it. It is true. I mean, the, I have a friend that does podcasts. Uh, she calls, uh, her name is Leah Darrow. Check her out if you don't know her. But um, right. Leah Darrow, she calls it the heroic minute. Is, is the one minute, if you can wake up one minute within hitting your alarm, something like that. I, I don't know. I, but, but it's something about that. You, that's what a hero does. You don't want to. But you do it, and once you're when you do it, I mean, the times that I have done that well, I get up. I'm like, that was amazing. Why don't I do that every morning? Like, I, I feel like a different person. The day seems longer. I feel like I, I kicked off the day doing something right rather than making excuses for myself. Yeah, I commend you. See, and honestly, this is what good habits does. Well, you know, you 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 had bad habits, if you will, since you were nine years old. It sounds right. like, 
and and you you have you day to day daily grind said I'm going to create new experiences new habits that are positive that are oriented towards my good or the good of my family and the good of my soul and I'm I'm going to crunch through and do those things every single day and all of a sudden you you can say I now get up at 4:30 every morning like I don't know how long it would take for me doing that every morning to be able to say I I am now a human being that gets up at 4:30 in the morning but you've done that long enough out of habit that you can that's yeah. amazing yeah, yeah. Thank Congratulations. you. Yeah. I didn't even know that about the 4 o'clock, 4.30 thing. <laughs> yep. That's amazing. Now I can go back home and tell my spouse, hey, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm successful. This I don't know about I you. No, yeah, I'm just exactly. kidding. I'm living the life of a successful person. <laughs> right. It's true. I mean, the um, even the, the ancient Byzantine monks, um, they would get up what, what they call a cock crow when, when, the, when the rooster crowed. And I used to think that was like right at sun up, but it wasn't. The, like They say 2, 3 in the morning is when the roosters start crowing. Oh, wow. And, and it's because they, they start to sense the sun coming up, even though it's not yet. So the monks would actually be in church after about an hour of prayer. We would already be in church for an hour before the sun actually broke the horizon. So it's something about getting up before light so that you're pretty much ready to go when the sun is coming up. It's just, it, it's, it seems un- unnatural to me, I'll say that, because right, <laughs> right. the sun's not up yet, but it, it, is, it is so true. And once you get in those habits, that's kind of when the body thrives the most, these very successful people will say. Yeah. Wow. So, without even trying, you're, you're just doing it for your own good. But yeah, it's it's a common thing. Something I, I, I want to do myself. We'll see. <laughs> you could do it. <laughs> you could do I it. I think so. I live in a community with three other priests, and we do holy hour at 6.30 in the morning. So what I need to say is like, okay, if I get up and work out, eat breakfast, get all those things done before the holy hour, that's the only, the only way I could do it. So just pray for me, please. Uh, I will pray for I'll, you. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be trying <laughs> to see if I could do it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So, so, so you have you wife now? Kids are living with you in this apartment, or yeah, wow, yeah. So we're not married yet, but um, probably soon to be. Hopefully, soon yeah, to be wife. hopefully All soon. Right. You know, we'll check back in next year and right? see where you are. Right, <laughs> and um, yeah, the kids are home, and um, so we have five in all. And um, wow. I'm really happy that I got to make it this year to a religious congress. I got yeah. to see you. I went searching for you. I was like, oh, where is thank he at? You. I'm honored. You Appreciate know, it. Yeah. and. Um, and um, I actually got to buy some gifts for my loved ones. And, and, and um, you know, I was doing good uh, three years ago. And, 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 and I would hear my family say, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. But I, I just didn't know how to take it or accept it. It was all new for me. And now I'm actually, as I'm hearing it and I'm seeing it and I'm taking it in and embracing it. Um, it feels good that I'm doing good for myself and I want to be able to give back as well like out of my heart just what I want to do you know just by showing them but I got them a couple gifts and I got some gifts for the house um, you know to hang over the dinner table and to put inside the room so I can always focus on my God and and know that he's there and that I have nothing to fear and I don't need to worry about yesterday or or tomorrow that I live in this moment now and everything's all good and that and that anything that God brings me today, that I can walk through it today, you know? Yeah. Let me ask you this. I, I like how you mentioned parents. Your parents would say, you know, people, adults in your life would say, I'm proud of you, and you wouldn't quite have to accept it. What would you say to a parent who they see their child going on the wrong road and, and they, they don't know what to do? I mean, you, for someone who's cleaned themselves up, gotten themselves out of that by God's power and, and friends and family and homeboy industries, what do you say to parents who don't know what to do when a child's going down the wrong path? And any specific advice? I would say that you would have to do the homework of... And I wouldn't say it's homework. I would say research on the direction of youth that are going down the wrong path. Um, 
look into options in your community who deal with those kind of issues, who may have suggestions, and only if your your sibling is willing enough or wants to direct their lives in a different way or searching for help um, is the only way that you're probably going to get them into getting help because um, you can't force anybody who who can't see or is too blind to see or is just lost at the moment um, they have to hit a bottom don't enable them um, but always keep your door open to them and I would say the biggest word to define for your sibling would be love. Hmm. You know, don't don't um, discard them or, or disown them or put them down. Um, when they're ready to come back or they need help, keep that door open for them. Hmm. However that you need to do it. But don't enable them because you might just help be killing them slower yeah. than what they are, you know. Oh, yeah. So, But yeah. I like that too how you said that you you didn't quite know how to accept the praise that I'm proud of you and yet you still remember that that happened and I I guess that's something I would say to parents is even if your child doesn't accept the words you're saying at the time those things stick in our heads you know they're going to hear those words and three years later you're going to say I appreciate them saying that I couldn't accept it very well but I appreciate it I'm hearing it and now I'm learning how to accept that affirmation those words in a, in a better way yeah yeah because in my home i didn't hear none of that my mom was okay. either using or sleeping or when she was using she was doing her own thing and when i was at my grandparents i would hear it but i was just there for the summer right um we would go to the movies and i was young so they would just play with me and make sure I felt loved because they knew where I was living at and how it was, but they didn't want to talk about it. But when I went home, I, wa- I wanted to hear those things. So, And then after detaching myself from home and not even know what family was and getting into addiction and living that whole gang culture and then finally getting out and having children at this time and having responsibilities and being a father... Um, and getting into society, period, and working, um, I don't know. I never dealt with my feelings. I was an addict for 15 years. I don't know what feelings are except when going to jail. And when I was in jail, I had a wall. It was like I was wearing a mask. I had to be tough. I didn't couldn't. I couldn't let you see me cry. I couldn't. I couldn't show no fear. And then that gets ingrained in you. So when you get out, you're this like. You don't even know who you are. You're an identity crisis, yeah. you know. So it takes a lot of hard work and dedication to actually be awoken and see that for yourself. To see, okay, this is where I have a problem. This ain't who I am. Um, I think I need some working on myself. Maybe some therapy. Maybe some classes. Um, you know, definitely prayer. You know. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. It's I. You know. I think it's incredibly good with beyond any other advice just for parents and friends of people who are struggling just to hear a success story and yeah. you're a success story you know Definitely. you're th- th- there could be that hope and say I, I I've heard that somebody did it that means it's possible and mm-hmm. someone is, is acknowledging that it's still a journey it's still a pilgrimage there's still room to grow and all of us who, who want to be better than we are 
always need to hear that. So, and I think Homeboy does that as an institution, but it's also good to have it being very personal. Last year when I walked over there and I just said, hey, is there anybody that can come on? You, you were the first person they dragged out because yeah. you're a success. You're Thank a success you. story you know, in many ways. So anything else you want to share, shout outs you want to give, anything you want to tell the listeners? I love you, Grandma, Grandpa, my sister, my mom, and anyone out there who's listening that... Um, if someone hasn't told you I love you, I love you truly, deeply. And, uh, and yeah, man, peace and love. Amen, brother. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for seeking me out. Thank you for meeting. Let's keep in touch. God bless you. All right, you. man. God bless you.